Hello, everyone, and again, we want to welcome you to our podcast. We're so uh, pleased that you would take the time to uh, listen. Uh, we're honored that you would um, make that time, whether you're at the gym or you're driving in your car, or at your desk, exercising, whatever you're doing. We're just so um, honored and uh, thankful and grateful that you would take the time to listen to our podcast. Um, our blessing, uh, um, is, we want to be a blessing to you. So it's we're blessed that you listen to us and we just want to thank you for that. This week we're going to be talking, in this episode we're going to be talking about the desires of your heart. And again, remember this, uh, our podcast is for everyone, uh, but we're really uh, dedicated to discipling and inspiring and encouraging believers to be leaders. And that means to lead wherever you're at, whether you're in your home, you're on your job, you're teaching in the schools, wherever you're at, government, um, wherever you're doing, you know, we're called to influence others uh, with the love of Christ. And today we're talking about desires of the heart. I want to read Psalms 37, 3 through 4. It says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. You know, I want to start by asking a question is, where do you put your trust? Um, it's important to know where we put our trust. Proverbs says this, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. You know, trust means this. It means firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. You know, it's a great definition of how much we can put our trust in God. His history in our lives gives us the assurance that we can trust Him. Now, we know we trust Him by faith. When we read the scriptures, we know that um, we put our trust in His promises. But you know, there, there's something that, that really happens when you have a history with God. You know, maybe you were in a difficult time. Maybe it was when you during your conversion. But you called on God in that difficult time and God showed up. You saw God move on your behalf. You saw him give you favor. You, you uh, received healing. You received deliverance. You received from God somehow. You saw God change someone's heart. You saw God bless your children. And that becomes a history with you and God. And as you begin to develop that history of seeing God move on your behalf, you begin to realize that, and your faith builds, you know, testimony. The Bible says that we overcome the evil one with the blood by the, through the blood of the Lamb and by our testimony. Testimony is what God has done for us. And when we have a testimony and we realize what God has done for us, it makes it so much easier to trust God because we know that He's reliable. You know, we know that his, his promises are truth, or if he says he's going to do something, there's a truth. And we also know that he has the ability or strength, you know, to do something. Now, when I was a young Christian, when I first came to the Lord, um, as many of you probably have experienced the same thing, to where God is um, just showing up in a miraculous way. You're seeing uh, people delivered, you're seeing people get saved, you're seeing job opportunities, promotions, you're you're prospering, your whole quality of life has changed. My, um, when I was sharing with one of my pastor's wives about this, she made a statement. She said, write down what God is doing in your life right now. Because later on, when you're faced with battles, when your back's against the wall, when you need faith more than ever before, 
you can go look at those times that God's come through in the past. And I've seen it over and over because a lot of times, and I see it in people's lives, a lot of times they trust God and they see God move. But then once God begins to prosper them or bless them, then they begin to turn their back on God and, and on the body of Christ. And the reality is, is you know, they begin to put their trust in themselves and their own abilities. And God wants us to trust him. Um, the, the passage goes on and it says, and do good. Trust God and do good. You know, when we put our trust in the Lord, it enables us to do good. God wants us to do good and not bad. Focusing on God's goodness allows us to see the good and a change takes place in us that enables us to do good. So when we focus on God's goodness, you know, Proverbs 37, 27 says this, depart from evil and do good so you will abide forever. So what I like about this passage is it doesn't always tell, it doesn't just tell us do good, but it shows us how we can abstain from evil and do good. It says to depart from evil. You know, that's one of the things that, uh, that so many Christians get caught up in is, is that they feel they're strong enough to um, be around people that are doing ungodly things or be in places that, that will the temptations come or look at things that they shouldn't look at or speak about things they shouldn't speak about. But it says depart from evil. That means depart means to leave, get away from evil. You know, and, and then do good. Um, so you will abide forever. So when we depart from evil, it's one thing just to depart from evil, but then we need to do good. And how do we do good? We find what God, what would, you know, there's a question always that people used to ask, what would Jesus do? Well, you know, the cool thing about that is we can look in the scriptures and find out what Jesus would do. The Bible says he was tempted and tried in every manner that we're tempted but yet he's, that's why he's able to help us to overcome. So realize that doing good is, is departing from evil, but then it's beginning to do the good. Not just talk about it, but do it. And then it says, dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. God wants us to dwell where he has allowed us to habitat. We've all heard the statement, bloom where you're planting, but it is another thing to stay and allow the fruit to come to fruition. So here's the thing. When we talk about dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture, um, I want to say this. First of all, dwelling in the land is not just showing up. It's, it's being faithful, but it's also being fruitful. Uh, acting upon what God tells you. Doing what God says to do. Being available uh, when God speaks to your heart. And, and when we think about that, you know, dwelling in the land, then it says enjoy safe pasture. Then... The safe pasture is, you know, the pasture is where the, the, the sheep would um, graze, the cattle would graze, that's where they would eat. So safe pasture is safety in our habitat, safety in wherever God's put us. You know, God puts us in certain places. He gives us jobs because he wants us to be an influence on that job. He gives us um, places, you know, families because he wants us to lead in that family and to be uh, a positive um direction for our children and our spouses he wants us to um you know bloom where we're planted so you know you think about it bloom where you're planted i've seen it over and over throughout the years and i know many of you have too where somebody gets planted in the body of christ or maybe planted in a job i know people that have prayed for years for jobs and then once they get it because it gets difficult they quit it 
or they pursue something else. And God wants us to bloom where we're planted. You know, I, I learned, I remember going to work for a job years ago and I was making okay wage, but not that great. And I began to look around and see who, who was making the money, who was in the good positions. You know who it was? It was people that had been there a long time. They had bloomed where they planted. They had um, good work ethic. They had people had seen their, um, their, their, you know, faithfulness over the years, and they begin to get the the wages that were higher than everybody else, as well as the jobs. You know, God can give us favor, but He wants us to be faithful where we're at. I've seen it over and over. You know, God even in churches where people begin to bloom, God begins to do something spectacular in their family. He begins to prosper them and. Uh, show them new things, give them ideas, give them jobs. And then somebody in the church offends them. Somebody says something or doesn't do something, and then they move on down the road. And when they do that, they've pulled themselves up and put themselves in another land. And, you know, it's funny. I When I built my house, they put a couple trees in the front yard. And uh, early on, I, I transplanted one to the back. And it's kind of interesting because it, it didn't really grow as fast as the one in the front. It grew a little bit for a couple of years, and then eventually it just died because it wasn't meant to be back there or I hadn't taken care of it the way it should have been taken care of in that environment. And that's the thing. Sometimes God will cause you to move, but I want to tell you something. Transition, moving from one place to the next, whether it's in ministry or whether God moves you in a position, that's always a vulnerable time, and you need to take care. You know, if had I put the right fertilizer down, had I watered it right, had I took care of that tree, it probably would have lived eventually and bear fruit, but it would have taken a little longer than the one in the front. So you need to bloom where you're, you're planted. And then it says, take delight in the Lord. Delight means this, pleasure greatly or great pleasure. Take great pleasure in the Lord is what he desires for us. How do we del- delight in the Lord? Number one is we spend time with him. We get to know him. We do that through prayer and worship We do that spending time in his word and listening as we pray. You know, God wants to speak to us today just like he did yesterday. He wants to speak to us not only through his word, but he wants to speak to our spirit, man. So we delight in the Lord. You know, we take great pleasure in him. And you know, I want to say this, the more you serve God, the more pleasure you should take in the Lord. Now, this is where a lot of people miss it. They don't focus on taking delight in the Lord, but they focus on this. He will give you the desires of your heart. I hear people say it all the time. He'll give you the desires of your heart. But here's, here's the deal. We have to delight in him. And then he gives us the desires of our heart. And the desires of our heart, you know, most people only quote that portion. But we need to realize that it's the whole scripture. It's a promise. It's an action with a promise that follows. And, you know, delighting in the Lord gives us access to acquiring the desires of our heart. God wants to bless his people, not with just some random blessing, but with the desires of our hearts. What do you desire? You know, we're put here on earth not just to get by, not to barely make it, um, you know, live in misery, you know, just, oh, woe is me. God wants us to delight in him and he wants us to give, he wants to give us the desires of our heart. You know, you think about it, you know, the desires of your heart, what, what could that be? Could it be a family? Could it be a a position or a job or a ministry? You know, when you delight in the Lord and that spend that time with him every single day, 
I promise you, you'll see things happen. The Bible says that when you ask in secret, he'll bless you openly. I've seen it over and over. People that get blessed, they've spent private time with God. And spending that time, God begins to, you know, and it's okay to share your desires with God. God, this is what I desire. You know, I desire this job. Or I, I've, there's been many times where I've desired promotions and I prayed for it and God gave it to me. The very job I have today, um, I was, uh, I had a little gap in ministry where I worked for a company while I was finishing my degree. And during that gap, I began to pray and, I, and the desires of my heart were to go back into ministry. And God opened a door for me to be a chaplain, a full-time chaplain where I go out and minister to people every day. Five days a week, sometimes six, sometimes seven. But the reality is, is that was the desire of my heart, the calling that God had placed on my life. And God made a way as long as I delighted myself in Him. So in conclusion, I want to ask you, you know, uh, or I want to encourage you, you take time to know God. Delight in Him and expect the desires of your heart to come to pass. Take time in prayer. Take time in worship. Take time just to spend listening to God and He'll bless you. Till next time, thank you for listening. Thank you.